Hey everyone, it's Adam. You're listening to Notes on Your Notes. I'm here with Joshua Townsend Zellner. So today's episode is different. Normally you guys are used to listening to Josh and I talk about storytelling process, uh, lots of details about what it means to be an artist, but we're having a guest and I'm going to tell you this guest's credits, which are wonderful, and but that's not the point. <laughs> that's not why we had him on. We had him on because he speaks really eloquently about what it is to have a three-decade journey as an actor Mm. and what his process was and what he learned and how he kept going through all of the challenges, no matter how successful you are as an actor and an artist. Uh, And that was really important for us. Uh, His name is Sherman Augustus. Mm -hmm. He was on the TV show Profit in the 90s. He appeared with uh, Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts in the movie The Mexican. He's famous right now because he plays Nathaniel Moon on AMC's Into the Badlands. He was also on The Young and the Restless. He has a lot of credits. And he speaks really well about just that progression, step by step by step, walking, uh, putting one foot in front of the other. And he also started out as a professional uh, you know, NFL player with the, uh, the San Diego... Chargers and yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, yeah, and he speaks really well about what it was like just to decide one day that this art thing, being an actor, being an artist, was what he was going to do, not mm-hmm. play football. Yeah, yeah. So that transition alone right there. And then he also incorporates his martial arts background into his into the acting world and, and making that seamless. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's an artist artist. There's a physicality to how he works as an actor. Even just listening to him talk about the audition process mm-hmm. is just eye-opening. Yeah. I mean, auditions are just fascinating that it's like poor actors have to go out there again and again and again trying to please someone and, and that transition artistically of moving away from pleasing someone to pleasing yourself mm-hmm. hugely important if you just listen to that part alone yeah it's a valuable interview yes okay without further ado sherman augustus now arriving downtown santa monica station Hey, Adam, it's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend. (laughs) Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. And today's special guest... Yes. Sherman Augustus. Hello. Hi, I'm Sherman Augustus, and I am the special guest. (laughs) It's so exciting to have you here. I'm excited excited to be here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He he did not bring his sword, which... Depending on how this interview goes, is could be a good thing. Oh, I have other, I have other things in the car, my friend. I have other things in the car. Josh, you think me versus the former professional football player? Uh, yeah. Well, it's nothing you personal. Never know. It's nothing personal. You never know. Adam, but I might be throwing down a bet on the other side. Uh, I might have a flashback, guys. So you know, third and twenty, and we got to stop these guys. <laughs> Uh, we are so happy that you're here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pleasure. Appreciate Pleasure. it. So we imagine that you get many, many questions about Nathaniel's character and yeah. the Badlands, and we will talk about don't that. Don't mind it. I don't yeah. mind it at yeah. all. And we are also so curious about your creative process. Because this is a show about the creative, creative process. process. <laughs> right. So I'm going to try to get at both these okay. things. Because okay. Because 
I read in an interview that one of the one of the things you do, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there are many things you do to prepare for roles, is you actually do a dialogue with a character. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's really unusual. Absolutely. Actually. Yeah, it's yeah. not uh, it's not common practice. Uh huh. So tell me how you did that for Into the Badlands, and for those who don't know, our listeners, if you don't know, it is well, for all show, twelve of you who don't, don't know. know yeah. Yeah. Into yeah. the Badlands is uh, just completed its third season on AMC. Third season. Third mm-hmm. season. Gearing up for uh, season three B, which we did sixteen episodes, and so. They are, uh, AMC decided to break them up. And I think that's pretty much their format with a lot of the shows that they really dig is they break them up into into sections and seasons and stuff like that because, you know, we feed each other. You know, uh, someone will lead in for us and we'll lead in for someone else. So mm. it's really cool. I mm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My approach, I had an acting coach, uh, um, Bobby Shaw Chance. She, she's still out there. Uh, she still teaches. And... Um, one thing that uh, one of my conversations with her way, way, way back when I first started is that, number one, you never train or you never work with one acting coach for more than a year, maybe mm-hmm. a year and a half, and you move on. Mm-hmm. So you start developing all these different techniques. And one of her technique is and was is you have that character evaluate you. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can sit there and you can look at the dialogue and you can learn it and you start saying the dialogue. But a lot of times that dialogue is, is stagnant, it's stale, it's not organic, it's not real because there's all these other factors. So one factor is if I want to get that character up off the page, mm-hmm. why don't I let that character, in, instead of me evaluating this whole situation, where I need to be at, where I'm coming from, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. let that character evaluate you. So that's the first thing I do. So I'll start letting that character talk to me and ask me what specifically have I been through in my life that can help that character shine mm-hmm. through and get off the page. Mm-hmm. Once we get over that, and we get into these intense conversations, you know, mm-hmm. whatever character it is, mm-hmm. and I'm honest and open with that character, I will let that character ask me anything. For instance, if I'm in a scene where I have somebody by gunpoint and I want to pull the trigger so bad, and just, mm-hmm. you know, that whole mm-hmm. thing, and I have this dialogue. Well, you know, I've never held anybody by gunpoint. Right. <laughs> it's not fun. I've never done that before. Yeah, not with a literal gun. <laughs> but no. with a literal gun. Yeah. Emotional hostage. Yeah, yeah, just, just give me the job. <laughs> uh, all of you. It's an interesting story, guys. I, I don't know if we can go there, but uh, maybe so. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I used to do really weird stuff. You know, in the audition process, in the audition mm-hmm. room, I would I would do these crazy things, and I would only I would have the secret, uh-huh, right, uh-huh. in a room full of people, and I'm I have this monologue in my head about you know I can do this, I can do that, I can do this, and you guys wouldn't even know it, right? <laughs> wow. But again, we'll get to that part. Okay. We'll get to right. that. I never held anyone up by gunpoint. <laughs> thank God, uh, and never been held up by gunpoint. Thank God. Uh, but, you know, someone cuts you off in traffic or, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's, you know, you have these little skirmishes, you know, you know, you know, stuff that happens every day. You know, when you're out on the streets, you know, you're walking across the street and somebody makes a right turn or, you know, whatever and almost hits you. You know, if I had a, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So those are, are the emotions that I let come to the surface. You know, I don't know how it feels to do that, but I know how it feels, how I wanted to, how I felt at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, if I would slow down, suck MC, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, and so those kind of feelings and emotions start to get raw and, and natural. 
And then once I start seeing the dialogue for that particular scene, it becomes easier. I'm not listening to myself. I'm not listening to the dialogue. That guy is actually shining through. Mm-hmm. You know, he's actually there in the room and he's doing his thing. I'm just faci- facilitating something. Mm-hmm. So therefore, when I am with a group of actors or actor in a scene, I can react because acting is reacting. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I already know where my character's coming from. I know what I'm doing and I'm letting that guy shine through. So therefore, I can just show up on, this, on set, know my dialogue, mm-hmm. have that conversation with myself. Now, you know you had da-da-da-da. You did this. You did that. You wanted to do this. You could have done that. You could put your hands around that person's neck, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can let that process just flow. And then again, another part of that, what I, which I learned from Rob Sparta, director, all these things are years and years and years ago, basically about breaking down your script and breaking down the scene. If mm-hmm. it's from a positive to a negative or a negative to positive or positive, positive, negative, whatever the case may be, yeah. your objective is just to win. It's about winning, mm-hmm. winning, 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 winning. Mm-hmm. And so that gets layered on top. All right. Then the other, another process, I worked with Bea Richards uh, for about two weeks mm-hmm. before she died. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when she came in, she walked into the studio and she said, good afternoon, everyone. And we all said hello. And she went into this monologue. Mm-hmm. And we were all just blown away by this woman who was, I think she was like maybe close to her 80s or something like that at the time. And she rocked it. And all 12 of us sat there and went like, it was one of those, you really want to be an actor moment? Mm-hmm. You know, this is what you do. I mean, this woman did plays with auto premature and these, you know you know what I mean oh my god you know so you're paying attention yeah. so her technique was about just being just letting it happen and then Ivana Chubbuck's uh, um, her process is similar to that me personally you know I'm not all about if I'm playing a waiter I'm gonna get a waiter job no yeah. if I'm gonna play a waiter <laughs> I'm just gonna watch the waiter yeah I'm gonna just watch yeah you know yeah so you start adding all these things up, and by the time you get to a point in your career where you're comfortable, you you know it's just natural instincts. So the natural instincts come along. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I do know that I, I always approach the character by letting that person evaluate me, and that's important. And then all those other layers just start piling up, mm-hmm. and then before you know it, you're not in your head. You can just be there, and I can be there for the other actor. Because yeah, I know where I'm going. That's key. I know my assignment. I know yeah. what I'm doing. My job now is to be organic as possible, listen, react, and be there for my scene partner. And, you know, and when you're doing a television show or a movie, you shoot everything and components and pieces and all these things. Yeah. So you may have to just constantly revisit that space. And if it's emotional, you know you're going to have to hang that whole day. So now you have to really rely on your training. And if they... You know, if, if they're going to shoot the master and then move around to the other actor first mm-hmm. and you have all this heavy stuff to do, well, then that's where the challenge comes in. Okay. I got a question for you on this. Yeah. This is really interesting. So you've had a lot of training. You have a lot of background yeah. in multiple techniques, multiple approaches. Yeah. yeah. And for either Badlands or for any other show that you've been on recently, give me the two elements, the element that you so appreciate that you really honed as in your craft Mm -hmm. and then the other side which is the aspect that you're like damn if only i had more of blank Mm 
mm. it would have really helped me. And you're still developing it on the show. So give me give me both sides. One thing that I do, I can always be in a scene and, and learn something from someone while I'm there. Um, as the actor or as the character or both? Both. Okay. Everything. Okay. Um, one case was working with Jim Gandolfini mm-hmm. in The Mexican. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a Julia Roberts fan for years, and you know, and she spoke highly of you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know she did. Yeah. I know she At did. Sherman. She, she's, mm-hmm. she's awesome. You know what I did for that? I was having problems, just like you know, really attaching myself to this guy. Everybody can be a hitman, but you mm-hmm. know, I wanted to be, go deeper. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So, and then I was kind of, I was kind of flipped out that I was going to be working with you know, <laughs> Brad Pitt, J.K. Simmons. Julia Roberts, yeah, you know Gene Hackman's in that movie, mm. and and James Gandolfini. Get, getting close to when I had to shoot, uh, I had to visit set, and um, I had to talk to someone, and they said, "Oh, well, just go in that room over there and just just hang out, and you can talk to uh, Gore." I had to talk to Gore, and so I go in the room, and Brad was in that room, <laughs> right, and he's doing the phone conversation with J.K. He goes, "What's up, Sharon? What's up? What's going on, man? Yeah." And he just had that monologue, and I was I was like, whoa. He just killed it. Wow. He killed, he's just walking around the room, and he just, you know, he's just killing it. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, it was a meaty, juicy, big dialogue. And J.K. was in the other room, walking around in his skivvies, you know, and they were doing this whole thing. No, Jerry, you got to go down. But I don't want to go. But it was really cool. So I really learned something that day hmm. that, you know, it's to, you're, the process should be easy. It should be uh, organic. That's when I knew it had to be organic because they were changing it on the fly. Mm-hmm. And of course, Julia, I remember showing up to work one day and we, and she would always greet you, you know, hello and, you know, be really nice to you. So we, we, we got on the elevator and someone approached her and she said, not right now. Hmm. She goes, not right now. And mm-hmm. so she, you know, so I knew what she was emotionally when we walked into the, uh, the Plaza hotel, going up the elevator to shoot that day. And she held on, it was the day that I had to, <laughs> I kind of messed up too. It was the day, it was the day, it was the day that I had to walk her in the room with my hand over her mouth and had the gun on her, right? Mm. Okay. So we're across the street from the Golden Nugget in these doors. Yeah. And so I'm giving her her space, right? I'm like, because I'm, I'm, I'm watching. And so I remember Gore walked over to her and said something to her about something, something. And she just started to like explode with emotion. Mm. But she held it back. I'm like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, and I was preparing, and I have to digress a little bit. I was preparing for this moment because of what I did, I took pictures of Julia and I put them around my apartment mm-hmm. when I lived on um, Hayworth and 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 uh, uh, Hayworth and uh, Waring, uh-huh. and um, I put all around. Even even when I went down the back stairs to take out the trash and put pictures of Julia, I would stop and do the dialogue and just go off on her, right? Mm. And it got more. That is, a, that is oh, amazing. I put her, that is so committed. I put, I put brilliant. Seriously, seriously, I put brilliant. pictures of her and Benjamin Brad on that wall over here. I just, you know. That's brilliant. Girlfriend came on, what are you doing? Are you stalking her? I'm like, You're yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I actually did. I actually did because I had I to follow that. Yeah. I actually had to. I actually went over to the Beverly Center and I followed a couple of people. 
I love it. I got nice. really good at that. <laughs> yeah. I got really good. Mm-hmm. See, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the waiter, you know, right. but I'm going to watch the waiter. I don't know how to stalk anybody, but, you know, I'll just, I'll just go out and, uh, you know, I'll stalk a few people. And I walked yeah. around and waited for a few girls to come out of the shop and then follow them some more. It was really weird. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. not, that doesn't count creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's research, baby. It's, it's research, research, baby. We're I'm going. Gonna... <laughs> we're committed. We're committed. It's how I spend my Friday yeah. nights. Exa- but, uh... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. I, I'm an actor. Exactly. <laughs> I just got to follow you for a minute, you know. Right. Yeah. Or worse yet, when the police officer stops you, it's like, ah, 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 improv. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm just really being the character. Next week I'm playing a police officer, and I'm going to follow you, sucker. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did that. So when, when we got to that moment, I'm, I'm standing there, and, we, you know, we had worked together and did a lot of stuff, uh, you know, for weeks. And I'm standing there, I'm looking out the window, and I didn't want to break her concert. I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to be that little mouse standing over there. And then when we got to the, sh- to the shot, yeah. do the shot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking out the window, and I've never seen this before. I haven't seen it since. I saw a, a couple on a wheelchair, in a wheelchair, but they were sitting in tandem seating, like, you know, yeah. pilot, navigator kind yeah. of thing. tandem, right. In tandem. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so he was going down the street at a pretty good clip. I would say maybe a, maybe about nine, almost ten miles an hour. He was Whoa. flying. And he was trying to make the left turn into the uh, uh, into the door because the automatic doors open up. This is getting sad. So, oh, no, it's, it's great. And so I'm looking, and I'm like, look at this guy. Look at this guy. You know, I have a lot of conversations with myself. And I didn't know that she was in I'm like, look, what the what is he doing? What's, I mean, he's not going to make that turn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Damn, he made the, the left turn and he went up on two wheels. <laughs> oh, and I went, oh, shit. And she goes, what? And she runs over. And as soon as the the, yeah. the, the, the the wheelchair came down, it went boom. And they went in and she saw it. And Gore said, action. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, messed up right now. Not such a thing, my friend. She reached around, because I have to grab her. She reached around and grabbed me and pulled me, and we went into that room, and she was on point, just like that. And I'm like, I learned something. Mm. You know, and she was there. She was there after watching me go, oh, what the hell is this? Oh, we we were laughing about it. And Gore said, action. And she was there. So that's one. And then working with Ed Harris on... uh, So I would call that full integration. I thought full integration. That's like, like yes and, to to the nth degree. To the nth degree. It's like, like, you know, there's an improv. Seamless. Yeah, an improv, you're never supposed to, you know, kill the moment by saying no, you know. You know, so it was one of those things. And she just didn't, she did not say no. She didn't say, give me a moment. She just went. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, nice. Another one of those, you want to be an actor moments. Yeah. Go ahead. No, good, good. Was was that a moment where you saw like this is what it's like to be willing to fully drop into the character? Exactly. Not exactly. in the way that I necessarily thought I would come from. Exactly. Not this tough hitman, but no. but from this human. crazy human moment. Human. But I'm yeah. gonna go there anyways because Yeah, because I'm gonna have one in a minute. You know, I'm gonna get shot and Gandolfini has this this dialogue, you know, standing over me and then, you know, I have to you know, I have to go to some place. So that helped me mm-hmm. you know, go to mm-hmm. where I needed to go. Yeah. You know, it just helped that day. Nice. And it was just it was just unbelievable. And then working with Cliff Collins Jr. and uh, Ed Harris on Westworld. Oh, wow. Uh, that was very interesting, too. Uh, those guys, it's just, it was hot as it was like beyond hell hot that day out in uh, Santa Clarita. Oof. And yeah, it was like crazy. I remember asking Ed, I was like, Ed, you okay? You all right? You know, and he was like, 
hey, Sherman, if I'm not sweating, I'm not in character. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, right? And so every beat, every moment was real, was organic, and almost got caught up by just looking and almost blew my line. And that did happen to me once. Mm -hmm. it, it did happen to me on Low Winter Sun. It was for AMC, and it was with uh, Mark Strong and uh, Ruben Santiago and Lenny James. And I had a scene with those. My first day, I had a scene with those guys. Mm -hmm. And now you're talking about Gravitas. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, you know, I've been in these moments before. You know, first NFL game, you look up, oh, man, I'm not playing the NFL. You know, your first commercial, oh, I'm like doing my first commercial, your first television show, or your first big movie. You think about these things, and you have to get over it. And, you know, I mean, I still geek out about Badlands. I mean, after all the other stuff that I do, sure. I still freak out about that. But I had a scene with those guys where I'm playing the uh, the DA, and they're trying to wrap this case up, this murder case up, and but they have another case going on. And they're in this dialogue. They're going, they're going, they're going. These guys, I'm like, holy, wow. Are you serious, Sherman? And then I have to walk in, right? Mm. And I blew that scene twice, mm. right? And I said, okay, look, guys, wait, 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 wait. Here's the thing, here's the thing. I didn't start this, yeah, exactly. I didn't start this yesterday, <laughs> but I got to tell you, oh I'm freaking geeking out because I'm working with y'all, okay? Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, Sherman, it's all good, okay? And then the rest of it was great. Mm -hmm. But I was just, I was, because the process that they were doing, and they were so on it, it just makes it, it, it made it so easy mm -hmm. you know and it was major dialogue but what these guys were doing it was just so easy and they just flew through it like butter and i was like whoa this is what it's all about this is what it's all about all the other stuff is like we talked about before yeah. a byproduct of fame and this and that it's your work that's the brand and you look at that and you go this is why these guys are who they are it's and, your, you know it's I, your work that is the brand yeah. that's so well said and i want to be I, that's where i want to be i want to be in a place where you know, I'm still constantly learning something, but then again, uh, someone can learn something from me, and it just makes the day easier. And then I like to collaborate with directors, so mm -hmm. I, I always call directors or knock on directors' doors and go, hey, this is what I'm thinking because my process let me here, mm -hmm. you know, and this is what I want to do. And if we agree on it, I'm like, okay, so if I'm not doing it, pull it out of me because that's, you know, that's what I want to do. Right. So, yeah. Do you feel that that sensibility and that point of view was always there for you, or has it developed and needed time? It, it needed time. It developed. Uh, I can't, you know, there's no magic actor ripcord to pull with me. You know, you can't just pull a ripcord and say, go act. You can't mm -hmm. do that with me. I need time. Uh, you know, learning dialogue is easy. Being organic and bringing everything to life for that character and being honest for that character and for yourself and doing the best work for everyone who's involved you know, takes a process and takes time for me. And, you know, that that's just the way it is. I would tell agents and managers, you know, you get these, hey, man, they want to see you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Well, <laughs> there's 15 pages here, my friend. Yeah. They're going to have to wait. What about 3 o'clock in the afternoon? No, you better do it for, you better give me two days. Yeah. Not that I need it. I mean, I love putting, the closer you are to just getting it out the way, the better for me. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that I really dig and I really want to do justice to, then I'm going to need some time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about just uh, acting machine. It's not that. Yeah. And I'm also talking about another level in terms of artistic sensibility and point of view in terms mm -hmm. of the type of work, the type of roles, the kind of, that what, the kind of choices the yeah, kind of, yeah, that, that yeah. you're drawn to and how that can evolve. And I understand that's a luxury to, yeah. to have those choices. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I imagine you're at a point on your career where you have much more choice. Yeah. 
it, it, anywhere, or any character that is going to challenge me, uh, that's important. Uh, and, you know, the bigger the project, the bigger the challenge is going to be, you know. Uh, it's, it's, that's very important. I will not touch anything that's not going to enhance the profile. Again, going back to challenging myself. And I like projects that are very cinematic, mm-hmm. that I can dive into, mm-hmm. and I can take my time, and, and we can have a real moment. And those are the projects that I look for. And those are the projects I put out there that I want the universe to return back to me. Again, you know, at the end of the day, it's still about one learning about oneself. And quite frankly, for me, I am more Sherman in front of the camera than I'm Sherman right now. <laughs> Seriously, because I, you know, I get, I know what I'm doing every day, mm-hmm. you know. But when I get in front of that camera, then I have to do something else. You know, we we have to create something else, and you have to bring another level of yourself to. You have to. Show, I mean. I don't mind at the end of the scene if I feel like I'm naked standing there. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. If I can just give everybody my raw emotions and how I feel and where I'm coming from in that scene, the better. If you could speak to, you know, late 20s, early 30s, Sherman mm-hmm. starting his career as an actor. Yeah. What, what would you tell him from your perspective now? You made the right choices and uh, maybe you could have started a little earlier being who you are now just um just stop there when you say being who you are now Mm -hmm. you mean really being like as authentic as possible in yourself being as as authentic as possible and then again we were talking earlier about show business Mm -hmm. you know knowing the business a little earlier and Mm -hmm. adapting that into the show a little bit more you know back then Mm -hmm. uh therefore you know not letting the business run you, you know, mm-hmm. there, there were, there were times where, you know, I got to get to this audition, th- three auditions in one day. Oh no, 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 no. I tell actors, you pick which one you want to go to, mm-hmm. you know, because you may not be off book. And that's another thing I have to be off book for any auditions. I tell everybody off book, off book means that you have the mem- words memorized. Mm-hmm. Yes. Therefore mm-hmm. you can create in that room. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard a story that Michael Richards went into when he was reading for Seinfeld. He just went into a room because he's been, you know, auditioning, auditioning. I, I, this is a story I heard. He went in and he just actually, because I'm sure you guys heard this before. Next time I go, I'm going to just go do it on my head. If they don't like it, bump them. Well, he actually went in and did a handstand and did the whole dialogue, did the whole scene <laughs> in a corner on his head, <laughs> came back down and split. Okay. That's a choice. That's a choice. <laughs> yeah. That's a choice. And so, you know, uh, there's been times where I would do that. You know, I would know my dog. I know I'm ready. Mm-hmm. If there's 45 people's hands that shake in that room, I will shake their hands and do the job and I'll split. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's power, baby. You know, and yeah. you walk into a room, you walk into a room and there's 40, 50 people in the room and you're, you know, going in to read for our 30 people. Or you're going in to read for a network read and everybody's there. You have the studio, you have the network and you have your producers and you have all these people in that room. You can't walk in and, hi guys. You know, no, I walk in there like, hey, how's everybody doing? Everybody good? Mm-hmm. Good? Okay, thanks for coming. Sure. Are you kidding me? Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you're going to, what you're getting there is the real guy. And then we go into it, do it. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye-bye now. And yeah. split. And then in that process, I, I need to come up with something that's, that's organic and, and different that no one else is doing. And I just like to do that on the fly mm-hmm. in the moment mm-hmm. and commit to it. So when I drive home or leave or whatever, I'm going, dude, that was awesome. 
when you picked your nose and pulled out that bucket, stuck it on the chair. That was great, dude. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you know, I will yeah. do these kind of things. An interesting story. Um, when I was uh, reading for profit, um, it's unusual that you would go in twice, and this is back in the day. You would go in twice for a network read, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I'm in my process. I'm in my zone. All these guys are sitting there. It was like four of us, five guys. And they're talking about the Laker game. Hmm. And I'm like, these guys in here, man. Hmm. So, and they're actors. They're notable actors. They're still in the business today. Two of them are on leads on TV show. I'm not going to mention their names. Right. And I told uh, the assistant, hey, listen, I'm going to sit right down here. We were at Fox. I'm going to sit right here in the hallway. I'm going to pull the chair off so you can see me. And these guys aren't. You know, she goes, I know, I, I hear you. So I go down the hall and I'm sitting in a chair so they can see me and I'm just, you know, doing my process. I'm in my, doing my thing. Mm-hmm. So go in, do the job. And I had a big closing argument. Now, I think it's like 30 people in the room. And uh, Rob Isco was in the room and John McNamara and David Greenwald, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Brandon Tartikoff was in the room that day, but uh, mm-hmm. I had. He had seen my, yeah, yeah, wow. it was pretty heavy, pretty heavy. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen J. Cannell, all these guys, you know, it was really, really, really pretty heavy. Wow. And it was in Rupert Murdoch's office. No. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Now, I'm from a small country called South Central Los Angeles. You guys may have heard of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, wow. I go in, I do this great closing argument, you know, tears in my eyes, and we're taught to use the room. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you have to, you know, I'm doing the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. So he's sitting in front. I didn't know who Rupert Murdoch was from, you know, <laughs> whatever. You know, I, I I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> so I do this whole thing, and I'm using him as my client because he's sitting right. He's, yeah. We're, we're damn near right. sitting next to each other, standing next to each other. Yeah. So... I split. I knew I knocked it out the box. I get home and I get this phone call from my manager mm-hmm. at the time, Ed. And he goes, what did you do? I'm like, whoa, whoa, hey, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. As far as I'm concerned, I killed it mm-hmm. because everyone in that room was applauding. Right? So I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you need to do some investigation. Goodbye. Click. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't mess with me. So mm-hmm. I'm ticked off. So I get this phone call the next day, and he goes, yeah, well, they want you to come back for another network read next week. I'm like, you still need to do some investigation because I killed it. All right? Mm-hmm. So later on that week, he calls me and goes, hey, I want to apologize. This is what happened. This is what they told me. This is what uh-huh. everyone's uh-huh. saying. You killed it. There was some guy working on something in New York that Rupert Murdoch promised that, you know, his people, that he would, he would get seen. Okay, that's fine and dandy. And he, and he goes, and there's another thing. He didn't like you looking at him. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Right. What? The king. Right. Yoel Ray. Yeah. You don't want to look at the right. king in the so, eyes. So, oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. No problem. No problem. I'll see him next Friday. Right? And so we had like two rehearsals that week. You know, they were rehearsing because he didn't, that particular guy wasn't there. So they rehearsing everybody you know so okay okay fine you know i didn't care i I was now you got me mad (laughs) now you got me mad i showed up like when i knew i was the last guy to do rehearsal right i didn't care because now you know i had a movie coming out uh and i had a couple of things other things but the character was such a good character right because i've passed before going to network for certain shows i actually on the day I'm, I'm not cool. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going. 
<clears throat> which is unusual, but I just believed if I would have done that show, it would have just been a money gig. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to, you know, do something here. I, I'm trying to, you know, challenge myself. It wasn't nothing. It was a walking, talking guy that would have been on this show, right? I wanted this because this guy is an attorney and he's doing these things and he's working at this corporation and it was great actors. Adrian Pastor, Keith Sarabico, is all these great actors. I wanted to work with these guys. And uh, the writing was great. I mean, everything from craft services to plane flights, everything was there. Right. You understand? I mean, the, the whole components were there for you to go to work every day right. and create something. Especially craft services. Oh, craft, that's, especially that's, craft that's, services. That's, that's key. And then we had, the three, we had the three Lisas. We had Lisa Dar, Lisa Blunt, and Lisa Zane. We had the three no Lisas. Way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. so incredible actors. Okay. So, all right. The day of <laughs> Network Read. I got up extra early that morning, worked out, took a cold shower. Right? Mm-hmm, I wanted mm-hmm. to show up mad. Got there, did the same thing. These guys are still talking about the Laker game because it was the playoffs. And I'm like, okay. into the hallway, right. cheer. That's where I'll be. Right? Yeah. Oh, and that was another thing. They said they couldn't find me. Right? I said, no, 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 no. I was sitting right there. So I'm letting all this build up. So go into his office again. Right? Mm-hmm. I think I was third in or something like that. No, I was the last guy in again and I go in and I do the same thing but this time tears in my eye I go over and I put my hand on his shoulder on and the I king. Said, my client is absolutely positively not guilty thank you ladies and gentlemen I'm, I'm squeezing you thank you Everybody was like, and I heard something. I heard a gasp. And they go, yeah. yeah. Right? I'm like, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? I probably will never work on a Fox project again, but I'm that guy. <laughs> and, you know, and everybody was clapping. And I just walked out, grabbed yeah. my stuff, and split. Turned yeah. my phone off. I was sitting at Philip Dane's Cigar Lounge on Little Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and somehow my manager tracked me down. <laughs> Sherman, you have a phone call. What? Right, found you at the cigar. They found me what? at the cigar lounge, and I'm going, "Yeah, hello." This is the 1930s. I'm like, "Mom, <laughs> yeah, exactly." The they bring over the phone exactly. to your table. Exactly. Sherman, you have a phone call. I have a phone. What? Right. And I'm going, "Hello," and he said, "Hey, Sherman, it's Ed. Wait a minute, dude. How'd you come? You turned your phone off and da da da. I even called your mom's house. I'm like, really? Hey, stalking you? Yeah. I'm like, what? What? For what, man? What's the deal? What? 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 Am I in trouble? Right now, what, what do you want? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. You, are you, am I in trouble for touching the king? What? No, no, no. I have I have David Greenwald on the phone, so you know they connect everything up. And he goes, "Dude, yeah. thank you. We've been we were <laughs> yeah." He said, "Dude, thank you. We were hoping that you kind of like maybe had a flashback and like you know you know like you know, it was like oh he's got the ball huh, fumble you know just go at it and uh, <laughs> no fear, man." No fear. Uh-huh. And um, because if I'm going to be filthy there and I'm going to think about that, yeah. then I'm not going to get the job and right. I'm not going to be able to do the work. Right. If they throw something at me on the day, yeah. I'm not going to be able to do the work. Right. So, you know, I had to overcome that hurdle. And that hurdle was I don't care. Yeah. You know? So you're not being brash or, 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 you know, or arrogant about it, but, you know, it's just something that I needed to do. And that lesson has traveled with me, you know throughout these years as an actor and the reason why is like when I was doing Young and the Restless I did 74 episodes so that was four years I was on the show as a recurring I would not sign as a regular because I was doing other things and you know 
an insert on that show is a whole show. I, I, you know, I was thinking an insert was, okay, get the bottle, open it up, drink the water. That's yeah. the insert. Yeah, that's insert. Yeah. Um, their inserts are whole episodes, or I mean, art scenes. Excuse me, yeah. I'm sorry, scenes. So uh, I remember showing up one day, and they're like, yeah, we're going to do this, uh, this, this, this insert. Did you get the, uh, the material? I'm like, no. No, I'm, now I'm already, we're doing two shows that day and this insert. So mm-hmm. I'm up to 57, maybe 60 pages that I already know in my head. Dialogue. <laughs> I got to know it. I yeah. gotta, plus, I was shooting a movie. You walk in, and you're getting ready to shoot the stuff, and they, did you get the, the material? I'm like, no. So they hand you another 20 pages for the insert. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen actors lose it, blow up, go, you know, not able to do, you know, the work. Earlier before that, a couple of years before that, I had worked on Touched by an Angel, and Cicely Tyson played my mom. Hmm. Same thing happened. She had this big, gigantic monologue that we were supposed to have this dialogue in the kitchen. It was another one of those, you want to be an actor moment, right? <laughs> another, another, Janelle Kennedy and I, she was playing my wife, and she's just a, just a talented, fabulous actor. We had this scene, and we and we were waiting for her to arrive, and she didn't get the pages, right? So she said, just give me an hour. So we shot around it. She came back in 35 minutes. Old school. Check this out. Wow. Whole page of dialogue. Came back with it handwritten. Handwritten. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then jumped in that scene, and uh-huh. we did that scene. And I looked over at Janelle. She goes, oh, my God, I want to be an actor. I said, yeah, right, want to be an actor. Yeah. So those are the things that you learn because uh, we were talking about knowing your material. So mm-hmm. if you know your material, you're able to adapt when something else comes along and you have to you know, apply some more dialogue or this, that, and the other. It's just, it's just one of those things. And, I, yeah. and, I, and, again, going back to the process part of it, that's what it's all about. It's just about the process, and especially you, you, you're asking about the nature of things and the nature of what you want to do, you know. And if you want to do these things, I mean, you definitely have to step up to the plate as a professional. And that's when the training and everything comes in, and then you can just let it go yeah, and just let everything. Because I do believe in letting everything be organic and as real as possible. Mm-hmm. You can always tell when actors aren't connecting. Yeah. You know, because somebody's processing something. There's no process. You know, I like to leave and I want everybody to go, dude, that was crazy what you did. And it, it has happened before lots of times. Mm-hmm. Lots of times. You know, Virus was that way, you know, or Jamie Lee Curtis and, and Billy Baldwin called my house where, I, you know, we were living. And my mom was visiting and she answered the phone because I think I had my cell phone off, but they called and she just called. She just called to say, hey, look, and they both told my mom, your son killed it today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the things that, you know, I, if my peers are going to give me those accolades, at least it's because I approach my process the right way. Okay. So you, you've gone the distance, meaning like, you know, you're an overnight success and only. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. For the overnight success, 30 years. Yeah. So what I yeah. want to hear about also is, you know, you mentioned your, you know, your, they called your mom and just yeah. now you mentioned yeah. your mom and, and um, you have agents and managers. So it's, and you have acting coaches. Yeah. And, so you have different levels of support that have been with you yeah. throughout the, your experience. Tell us a little bit about how important it is to have emotional support, uh, craft support, business support. What else? What other kind of supports are there? Financial support, Financial support. intellectual, artistic, creative support, etc. You know, because you you don't do you don't do what you did without those things. Something. Exactly. Yeah. E- emotional support. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, definitely is family. 
Okay. You know what I mean? And, you know. Um, and and how, how did they show up for you? Like, obviously, your mom. and, and You know, and, it's, it's always about, you know, just keep pressing forward. You can do this. You know, don't let anyone. You have to have this spirit of discernment. You have to just keep pushing. You have to, you know, believe in what you're doing and uh, believe in yourself. And, you know, if you believe in a higher power, that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, you know, you put it over on, on, on that. But just trust in yourself and you know, anytime you need to bounce something off, you know, you, there's there's family that can, that can do so. And then, you know, there's a couple of friends that are in the business that, you know, we bounce stuff back and forth on all the time. But my thing is I don't want to always unload what I'm thinking about the business side of everything on somebody because we all have our stuff. There's a few people out there that I can bounce stuff off of and talk about these things. Financial support, you know, there's family. If you know, When that you, I needed that at, at one point in my career. Um, acting support. Um, you know, there's there's a few of us who we will get together and we will help each other put something on tape or something like that. But we never judge, and we never say if you do it like this on this thing or mm-hmm. do it like that. We never do that. That so, is so important. Dropping yeah. judgment because you're going to get enough of that in the yeah, business. Right? In the business. Yeah, in the business. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. whatever, you know, if there's an opinion, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give my opinion. But whatever's going to help you get around to the real self of what you're trying to achieve in order to get that job, then, you know, we'll work that out, you know, but support is there. And, you know, I was just talking to an actress friend of mine who's, who's on Badlands with me and she's on her way to an audition. And she was just saying, you know, um, you know, I took what you were saying, do not go until you're ready. Never go in on anything unless you're ready. No matter what anybody says, never walk into that room unless you're ready. So she, my friend wasn't ready a couple of days ago to go in on this thing. I'm like, just tell them you're not ready. If they want the best, tell them you're not ready. I mean, I'm supporting you that way. And if they get funky about it, then that's just not your job. Mm-hmm. You know. So she waited and she said, call me this morning. I'm ready. I'm going in there and kill it. I'm off book. I'm doing it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I might just go in there barefoot. I don't care. I'm going in there. I'm going to kill it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think part of what happens when you talk about only doing the auditions that you're off book and you're totally ready for and you feel like you have something to offer is that like there's such an enormous pressure to yeah. book something yeah. and to get a job and to get paid mm-hmm. and so you go to three or four auditions a day and then you don't turn in the kind of quality that gets you noticed yeah. and that people remember and that comes from I think success pressure pressure to get somewhere in some s- amount of time and when you're talking particularly about like whether it's taking a risk in Rupert Murdoch's office yeah. or turning down roles that may pay, but you don't feel like it's going to increase your profile or right. open new doors for you. Right. The thing I'm thinking in my head is, have you always been wired like that? Or did I've it always, take, I've you, always been you wired always like, knew that there had to be some it, core yeah. driving principle. Yeah, it, 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 you have to. I, I, I've always been that way. Um, I just feel, you know, and that's the way I was raised. It was just. My brother and I, you know, we were taught, you know, just to believe in yourself and, you know, take risk, you know, but be smart about everything. And whatever you decide to do, be good at it. Yeah. And that was one of the first things when I stopped playing ball, my football career was so quick that if you blink, you missed it. Um, yeah, yeah, for real. It did. Open. Well, you had acting to do. Yeah. It, it, oh, I woke up one day. I was like, you know, with my knee in a cast. I went like, oh, dude, come on. You've been acting like a football player when you're actually an actor. Right. That's hysterical. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm out. I called the agent. Yeah. 
I'm not playing ball anymore. Hanging up my cleat. I literally went to my mother's house, <laughs> really? went to the garage, nailed, <laughs> took a hammer and nail, uh-huh. and put my cleats that I, my, the last, well, I put my cleats from the Vikings, uh-huh. my black Adidas cleats. I hung them on the wall. Hung I literally hung, and they stayed there for years until <laughs> my grandma was like, you want these things? I'm throwing these things away. I should have <laughs> kept them. I should have kept them. Uh, so. So your first role was that of it, a yeah, professional yeah, NFL yeah, player exactly. at, on the Rams and it, the Vikings. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, but they didn't pay residuals. So, they, and that was it, on TV too. It, it, so what's up with that? It, so that's why I left. <laughs> You're not paying me my residuals, guys. Uh, I don't want gate receipts. I want my residuals. Uh, <laughs> so in, in order for me to achieve my goals and we spoke about this earlier is is just being as honest as I honest as possible so my work can be honest uh I just I really really love the I really love the process of film because it's slower Mm. I love the whole I love the process of building up to work sometimes more to work because work is work. But once you're working, then you're taking on something. You're in another land. You're in the land of results because yeah. now you have things to match. You're on yeah. a time frame, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And I, I talk to actors and writers all the time. I'm like, this time, this time here that you're working and developing a project, this is the gold. That, that's the goal. That yeah. is. Yeah. If you're not enjoying that process. That's the money. Yeah, because that's what's setting you up for success. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm hearing you. And you make so many smart choices because oh, all, all of them are there to help you to land your success exactly. so that you're setting yourself up to win, to, 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 exactly. to do your best possible work for you, not for the, not for the call saying, no, okay, you got you the know. gig. No, yeah. mm-hmm. even the audition process is, it should be fun. Mm-hmm. It should be fun. It could be. And, it, and, and, and <laughs> it could you know, be. if you look at it that way, even yeah. you just go in and you do, it's a, it's a chance for you to go in. And even when you're the only one not getting paid in the room, exactly. And Everybody else is getting, getting paid. paid. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's fun. I'm going to go show these guys what I can do and, you know, or what I do on a daily basis. You know, this is what I do. I get paid to act and I'm going to go in here and act as long as all the other components are there. I have time to develop something. I have time to get myself together. I have time to come in and I give you guys good work. And then basically, if we do have time, if you want to play with it, want to direct me a different way, that's fine. I already know what I, I already know this guy. Mm. I already know this guy. So therefore, whatever you want me to do, you want me to hang out the window and do this? I can do it. I'll do it. And I'll do it for free today. You know, but <laughs> all I'm saying is whoever's next or was before me, they will not get you will not see this performance from anyone else. Never. You know, so it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's a very interesting, interesting process. It's a very, very interesting process. And I love it. It's just the fact that the business side of it is just, you know, so wacky tacky sometimes because you're against forces that are out of your control. You know, if they're looking for something specific, if they're looking for this, if they want you to do it like this, you're the person, but they want you to kind of do it that way or whatever, you know, out of your I don't mind getting out of my wheelhouse or, or my comfort zone mm-hmm. as long as when I ask the question why you want me to do this, you gotta give me you gotta give me a reason why. Mm-hmm. You gotta give me a legitimate reason why you want me to do it this way. Well, you're also I mean, it's hard for you too because you know, you're showing up as a handsome man. So you know what I mean? It's like they already have expectations from you. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, you know? th- there's that, you know, and you know, the thing of it is is that I just wanna work. Yeah. I just wanna just just it's just it's just about the work, you know, regardless, you know, sometimes I don't know. It's it's throughout my career. I was told you're too young. Are exactly even now in in my nineties. In my nineties, I'm still I'm still too damn young for certain roles. You know what I mean? Come on. Or too handsome. Are, are or too, too handsome. Are, too you know. Handsome. You know. I'm not Prince Machabelli, but I'm pretty damn close. You know. <laughs> 
So this is notes on your notes, and yeah. and uh, we have a ritual here, right? And I don't, we haven't mentioned this yet, but I, I don't oh, know, God. but um, I actually am into cacao, which is you know chocolate. So we every, almost got through an episode with. Josh. Oh no 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 no! Chocolate man, yeah. chocolate. So, so and, and I totally with hear Josh you. Josh know, pushing his vegan raw no, cacao agenda. No no no! Trying to indoctrinate. It's like Scientology to stay cool. Okay, where can I buy this? And I'll put it uh, all on my uh, social media. Okay, so well. Everyone gets a different bar because, you know, it's hand-selected just for you. So lactose intolerant, of course, is being being, uh, included here because, you know, Sherman's lactose intolerant. It's not pretty. It doesn't smell good. (laughs) So these are are vegan, 100%, of course. So at first I thought, well, 77%, you know, Choco Love, extra strong, dark chocolate. Okay, that's cool. But But then as I'm, you know, looking through the store, I found raw magic. Mm. And it has a beautiful picture of like a like a what would you call it? Uh, like dragon a, Geffen. D- dragon Geffen. And I thought, you know, that's the one because it's yeah. sort of you know because it reminds me of Ireland and oh yeah, Dublin absolutely, and absolutely. Your show and so, so and let me tell you, I love I love my people over there. You know, <laughs> that <laughs> so, was African, dude. So, Come so, on. So, so we're gonna do this right now. So we're gonna do this right now, and we're gonna have some cacao magic. We're gonna have some cacao. It has, it has bee pollen in it. Oh, cool. Nice? And it's eighty percent. So, oh, good. Oh, good, so good, 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 good. So here we go. So this is our... Chocolate It's time. also nice to have a little break because, you know, we've been almost working. We, yeah. we, we track the interview performance before and after the cacao. Oh, really? Let's just say that we oh, really? have some empirical research here. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, boy! It, it, it has so a, it has excited a gold to be wrap. here. Exactly. <laughs> so go ahead. So oh, boy. Chunk, chunk it out. And uh, here we go, ladies and right, gentlemen. here we go. 80%. It official. It smells great. Yeah. It's the re- this the is show raw. brought to you by the dragon. Exactly. <laughs> so, shall we toast, guys? Toast. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Nostrovia. Nostrovia. Uh, Jinkwe. Boya. Boya. Uh, oh. Um, uh, Nakayam. Yeah. Uh, salute. 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 And, and skull. 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 Kampai. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 That's eighty percent, dude. Wow. This is nice. Smooth. smooth though mm-hmm. for an 80% it does not it's not overly bitter no mm-hmm. no at all wow mm. thank you thank, thank you. you thank you well thank you I mean you inspired this choice so oh. you know thank you very much yeah. like it I yeah. like it this chocolate is, it says right here on the wrapper it says this chocolate is a communion oh it's communion memories of the body of cacao with the blood See, it's just like your show with lots of blood. Lots of blood. The blood of honey. Man, I feel like I'm really fired up after the cow drive. <laughs> I know. Zoom, zoom. zoom. So let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's get real. Um, I want to talk about money. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about money. Let's talk about money. money. Because I would guess that there's always a choice between taking, or not always, but there's often a choice between taking roles that pay well, that may not stretch you artistically, that may not even be a, a character you really want to pre- play. Exactly. First, either going for that lower paid project that you think, like how, d- am I right? Has, I, that been, has that been something you've had to deal with in your career? Yeah, there's, there's, that's very something that I have to deal with. Uh, my thing is, I don't care how much money I'm getting as long as the, the project is good and mm-hmm. I'm working with good people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't mind if there's one of the actors that is, you know, making all this money, and we're all making X, Y, Z. Mm. But as long as the material that we're getting is good, and we're working with Class A people, A-list people all the time, mm-hmm. I don't mind. It's not about the money; 
It's not. Now, yes, it feels great to get paid for what you're doing and get paid well. Yeah. You know, but you could be in one of those situations, which we talked about earlier. Episodic TV. People have been on the show for, you know, six, seven, eight, ten years or whatever. And they're just walking, talking Q-tips. That's not fun. And then when you come on as a guest star and you're eager and you're hungry and you're ready to rip some stuff up. You know, and they're just going through the motions and everything. You know, that can throw you off. But then your training comes in yeah. where you don't let nothing on the set throw you off, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. See, I call those factory, with all due respect, I call those factory workers. Mm-hmm. And when you go into a factory, as if you've come in as an artist into a factory worker environment, it's really challenging, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because you're, th- you're, th- you're, like, you're like the live spark of flame yeah. in, in a in a desert yeah I, um, I don't know who said this but I, I, it, it's so poignant and on point there are no more journeyman actors okay you're either in or you're out wow now wow so when you're when you're cast as a guest star on a show that's popular and up and running that train has left the station already so here's the thing you get invited on the train. Cool. You put your stuff into your car, you know, your, your room or whatever, and you're sitting there and you're kicking it. They come by and go, hey, look, it's dinner time. Uh, come on. You know, and you get invited back to the dining car and everybody's there. Mm-hmm. And they have the turkey on the table. And they go, okay, listen, since you're the guest, you get to carve the turkey. Now, you got to know how to carve that turkey. Mm-hmm. And so basically, you carve that piece and you hand start handing pieces out, right? Mm-hmm. So I equate that to being, you know, you're invited on the show. If you get invited on the show to do something and and blessed to get that gig, then know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And regardless of the factory workers, Mm -hmm. whatever they're doing, let the fact there's nothing more gratifying for me to be working with a factory worker Mm -hmm. and they're just going through the motions and I'm inside going, I'm killing this guy. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things as long as you're doing your work. And again, we go back to that. And, whole and you're thing. bringing life to it. You're, you're bringing, yeah. You're, you're and that's when life. that's yeah. when you know mm-hmm. you see producers start mm-hmm. sliding over to you and talking to you and this and that, and you hear yeah. conversations mm-hmm. about your work, mm-hmm. and then you know that you're doing the right thing. That's important to me. So I, I want to follow up on what you were talking about, which is money and how the landscape of today's world is changing. We were yeah. talking about that in relationship to ownership and underlying rights, and also being a writer. So, well, I, one of the questions I have for you is developing your own projects right, it seems right. like particularly now because distribution is not in the hands of a, such a small number of people for content the cost of production can be low if you shoot in certain ways and also quite honestly a lot of people feel like they're not being able to do the work or they're not offered the roles that they want so it begs the question do you want to do you, is the is the correct approach then to just be developing your own material and how has that changed for you you know it's like you hear these stories of actors who can't get jobs and they just are like well then fuck it i'll develop my own show and shoot it myself and right and that's easier said than done cost shows cost money they cost money to market you still need a distribution partner but as you sort of move along in your career like do you feel if you're a genuine quote unquote artist with a sensibility that like now you're at a point where like you want to be in control. I'm, I'm definitely at a point right now where I'm in control. Um, you know, I do have two business partners, uh, Tim Cockshow and, and Wade Major, who are film critics. Uh, I want to give a big recommendation if people don't hear them weekly on um, Larry Mantle on KPCC. 
Uh, I'm a big fan. I listen to the podcast all the time. And Tim and Wade, if you're out there, I listen. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to tag these guys yeah, on somewhere yeah, because yeah. we want to have a shout out to them. Exactly. Yeah. A- exactly. Ama- amazing people to be involved a- amazing, with. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, really, really smart people. Incredible, yeah. incredible knowledge of the history of film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I just mean, getting incredible. together with them, that's all they talk about. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's just yeah. It's, that's got to be just like yeah, life. Yeah. Life it's, it's, it, yeah. You know, you charged. learn a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so there's a couple of things that we we have a bunch of IPs that we have and a bunch of original content that we're going to meet with uh, my people Zero Gravity in uh, in a week, and we're getting close. And actually, Tim is Tim. I mean, there's nothing that you cannot do today. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason for you not to get, grab a camera and go out and shoot something. Mm-hmm. So a lot of favors were called in, and he's shooting his uh, feature now. He in, he raps today. Oh, wow. And yeah, he raps today, mm-hmm. and uh, it's called. Uh, Driving Daisy. He's just playing this guy who's an Uber driver. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And he picks up this girl named Daisy. I love it. Right? Uh, Does he have a Prius? Is he, is he driving a he Prius? Has, <laughs> no, he has the... Uh, he has get the, the original Packer from yeah, the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? No, he's, he's driving a, uh, uh, a Jetta. He's driving a Jetta. Oh, so it's upscale. It's upscale. Oh, it's he, upscale. he's international. Yeah, German. He's, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, quite a great script and everything. And actually, when we did um, in 010, I mean, in 2010, uh, we did Bad Guys. And basically, he wrote that for his wife, Bridget, who uh, recently passed. So uh, the woman who took her, her place in that role was Kate Del Castillo. And that was her first American film. Wow. And again, Danny Strong, who's you know gone on to win all kind of stuff right now. Yeah. And uh, we won the Beverly Hills Film Festival that year, and I won for Best Actor. And it was really, thank you. It's really good, really cool. That was a really good year because then the Oscar win for Lil' Rama. Mm. That was a good year that year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's wrapping up the day. And, uh, you know, we have the meeting next week. But again, it's about ownership. And, you know, we talked about projects. And, and you know, yeah, sure, there's projects that I want to place myself in. But then there's projects that I basically just want to put my name on and as a producer and, you know, keep it moving. And I'll let everyone else, you know, control the creative side of it. It's just as long as the content that we're doing is really, 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 really good. Mm-hmm. And we do have a few things mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. And you even, I mean, how important is it for you then to end up to, to be the actor in these projects? Um, because uh, there's this line where a lot of a lot of actors end up then producing right. and then, you know, it's like... I guess what what I'm getting to is what's the motivation? Is the motivation I want to create roles for me to play, or I am it's, it's I want to create content? The I want content. It's I want all to see of in the world. It's all it's, it's it's the content that I want to see. It's the content that I want to do, you know, and the kind of roles that I want to do. And then there's, um, of course, then we talked about money. Is you know the simple fact that you know being a producer, being a director on something, you know, they're not messing with your money. There's not all these stipulations or, you know, the new thing we were talking about earlier how. You know, the breaking up networks are breaking up seasons and then they found a way to negotiate themselves around paying you for certain things that you have to do like ADR yeah. and those things. You know, I didn't know when we were in Dublin, had a day off or something like that. And they call up, hey, listen, you know, ADR tomorrow, you cool or you send you an email and you go, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, because you think you're getting paid. And I did a, you know, a little investigation on that and found out that in my contract they were able to get that for free. Right. Right. So next week. You know, they hit me up yesterday. Hey, can you do ADR this week? No. <laughs> next week, you're going to wait on me. So that kind of thing. So make it next week. Any day, any day except this day or that day, mm-hmm. I'm good to go. Yeah. We're good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think we have to talk about social media so we can fight a little. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we just set this up. Um, it seems like everyone now, really, it's not about whether you're an actor, a writer, a director, really everyone now who, who is in business essentially for themselves at some level yeah. mm-hmm. uh, is required to have a presence on social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you listeners who did not hear Josh and I's episode on this, I would uh, encourage you to go listen to Social Media and the Artist. I believe it came out in February. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of our most listened to episodes this wow. year. What happened was... You know, I, as just to give people background, uh, I don't like social media. I use it out of necessity. Uh, Josh loves it and has made great connections with people. And he, therefore, he handles all our social media accounts mm-hmm. uh, and does a great job. And I'm thankful for that. I'm, it's a, it's a, always a win-win partnership when you're like, I don't like doing this. You like doing this? Done. <laughs> Some people are just born to do technology. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's people, people, it's people. I, you it's know, people. people. And I just happen to use IG or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pla- yeah, yeah. your platform agnostic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Um, but <laughs> that's funny. So what happened actually in that, just to give people our background, is um, Josh likes to talk about taking the position of the other, even in, in the acting and the character correctness, meaning like mm-hmm. take the other position of the other person's perspective. Right. Yeah. That translated into me having to manage our Instagram account for 21 days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which oh. I did. Which I did. Well, and I had to post. I had to post every single day, every morning. I had to respond to everyone's comments. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> you know, I learned a lot. But for you, like... <laughs> For you, <laughs> keep breathing. Not, don't worry. Keep breathing. Oh, we're oh, not going to oh, 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 give you that assignment. Oh, no, 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 no. oh, I have my own problems with that thing. <laughs> but oh, that let thing. me. Let me let that me. thing called the internet and yeah. technology and but Facebook y- and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: Like, how much pressure is there from producers and other people, publicists, to do it? Mm-hmm. And how? And like, how do you negotiate what? the reality that people are telling you to do this thing that they say is important and that maybe on some level you know is important, right. but which may not intuitively feel like how you want to spend your morning. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, yeah, every morning it's, it's a good, yeah, every morning it's a good maybe hour, hour and a half of me going through the, those platforms. And one of the reasons why is because, you know, the show is so popular and we have a lot of great, great fans that, you know, they're always online speaking about the show or this and that. And so there's a lot of groups out there for Badlands. And so it really freaks them out that a bunch of the actors are in the group, right? Mm -hmm. And so we can interact with them personally and it blows their mind. (laughs) Makes their day, makes their year. Sherman Augustus just, he just said, like my post. Yes, I just like your post, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, So I'm not too far removed from that. I don't mind that. I don't mind geeking out like that. Uh, because it's just it's a geek thing, and I love it. Uh, and and actually, pod, shows like this and all these other podcasts that that come along that want to interview us, and um, you know, that have these platforms actually keep us working because it reaches out to more listeners or to our fans, and you know that keeps shows on the air because believe me, networks look at that. Religiously, wow! And do networks so, do, do networks check your social media presence yes. before they hire you? Really? It's uh, they didn't. They didn't check mine. It's just a simple fact that now, you know, now in this day and age, you know, you, you want to be celebrity certified, you know, because yeah. now you're in this 
this this uh, very exclusive group and you're reaching more people mm-hmm. and you know um now you know all those naked pictures i had to take down now let's play actually didn't take them down they're, I, still, there. they're still there <laughs> no. that, that weekend in vegas that yeah that weekend, yeah man <laughs> yeah um so <laughs> that's funny um you know you um it's, it's part of promoting what you're doing mm-hmm. me, me personally the reason why i didn't really dig social media is because a lot of people promote themselves mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. to do whatever mm-hmm. it's not about that again we talked about a brand mm-hmm. me personally your brand is your work yeah. yeah me personally not my twitter feed or or my instagram feed or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. i just feel that you know everything else is is about we talked about a byproduct mm-hmm. of good work Okay, so yeah, I have to spend time doing that and interacting with folks, and I don't mind. And I think Comic Asylum came out with an interview today, uh, and they posted it, so I re reposted it again mm-hmm. on my Twitter feed, you know. And you know, people enjoy that, and then folks that you know we have a connection with, you know, they'll hit me up personally, and I hit them back. Oh, thanks, you know, whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, such a important platform, an important tool to use. But as long as you're using it correctly, I don't talk about religion or sports or politics or anything like that, you mm-hmm. know, on any of my feeds. I mm-hmm. just don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I believe whatever whatever you want to believe, you believe. I can't get in an argument with people. You know, even if someone like uh, the episode, uh, episode eight, when, you know, the big battle scene that I had, someone wrote about, oh, a moon just gave up this, that and the other. Well, you know, uh, Paco and I sat down and discussed what was written and what was written is. You know, I say in dialogue, hold the line no matter what. So mm. my character was just trying to hold the line mm-hmm. at, to let, you know, the other characters, Tilda and, and, and Gaius and the Widow, you know, achieve their objective and, mm-hmm. you know, take out Chow and the people and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if, it, if he died honorably on the battlefield to give them time to, uh, you know, achieve their objective, then that's fine. He wasn't giving up, you know, because we say it in dialogue, if you're listening, no matter what, hold the line, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So he was feeling like he needed to give them more time, mm-hmm. you know. So it was it was those things. I mean, maybe it didn't come across well or whatever. So instead of me reacting to that, no, he was supposed to da 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 I just said, you know what, you're right. Yeah. It did seem that way, didn't it? Yeah, take the energy off of it. Yeah, yeah. but I, I know the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I know the truth. So you're right. And yeah. you know what I appreciated in that was um, you guys had a moment where you you were like on top of that thing. Yeah. And you were like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, right on. Make it real. It's like, man, I'm working hard. That's exhausting. It, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And it, but you make it real instead of like, you know, this endless like 20 minute sequence where, you know, you're killing everybody. And, you know, the cardiovascular system does give out. It, that does give yeah. out. It <laughs> does give out. It does give out. You know, and plus at that point, you know, I was hurting anyway. Yeah. You know, and it was colder than 9,000. It was like beyond freezing that day. And yeah. no matter what you did to warm up or stay loose, mm-hmm. your muscles was like, yeah. get out of here, pal. You know, so this, it was, this was in Ireland. Yeah, this was in Ireland. We were shooting in a, in a rock quarry called uh, Bally Horsey. Mm. So the air just stayed on you. And it just stayed, and it just was not going anywhere. It was like, "Hey, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Hi, hi, you Yeah, you're going to work today, huh? Yeah, okay, boy. <laughs> it just hung around. It just that that weather was just frightening, just cold. But yeah. you know, you push through it, 
And, um, you know, that was a good day. But I understand what the fan was talking about. Mm -hmm. And so, and I've seen actors go online and react with these people in a negative way. And then it becomes something else. And then everyone gets stressed out. So you're right. We look like Moon was giving up. You're you're absolutely correct. Well, I think you're also pointing to the toxicity of social media is being drawn into other people's darkness. Yep. And so maintaining your line of saying, I'm not going to get drawn into anyone else's negativity is sort of at least, I think, one of table stakes for doing this in a way where you don't lose your mind. Yeah, you don't lose your mind. And you remember, like, oh, I'm an artist, and this is an extension of marketing. Exactly. And a way to connect connect with an audience and to give them a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, David Lindelof has talked about this, you know, about Lost, you know. Yep. He said, like, he felt such enormous pressure because these fans were so rabid mm-hmm. that even in the writing of it, that like he had to give them, um, you know, something really special every week. Yeah. And like, you can get like afraid of your fans. Exactly, and you can paint yourself into a corner too, where you yeah. just don't know where you're going with certain characters. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you're getting so much pressure, outside pressure about this, that, and the third. So you start start forgetting about maybe this character or that character or you know, certain things in dialogue. And so you just start painting yourself into a corner. And once you get there, you go, you you can't get out, Mm. you know? And then, so when we as actors get it, we see it. Mm. And then we have to open up a dialogue to like try to fix that Mm. all the time. And you can't be afraid to do that. I mean, especially if you know your character, you know, your character wouldn't do this or your character would do that. Mm. And then, so everybody has to collaborate and start working around it because, you know, it's like with us, our writers are in LA. You know, and so we're there. They don't send. They don't like send one guy out. What, whoever's episode it is, they come over, yeah. and then we just <laughs> let's talk about this. <laughs> you know, you what know. were you thinking? Yeah, office yeah. hours with Sherman. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even knock on the door. I just, hey, how you doing, man? Uh, can you explain this to me, please? You know, and, but again, yeah, it's a collaboration. It is. It's collaboration. You know, so in order for our writers not to get you know, painting into a corner, we should be, and we as actors, we talk about that all the yeah. time. We'll call each other when we get the scripts. Did you read da-da-da? Yep, yep, okay, I'm going to call so-and-so, and I'm going to call so-and-so, and that's what we do. Okay, so this, this, I'm, 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 I'm sparking over here. Okay. So here's the thing is, it's absolutely a collaboration because yeah. everyone needs to get along. Yeah. All the departments need to like, you Absol- know, yes. say yes. yes, and everyone's yes. focused on a thing. And at the same time, it's also a single vision mm-hmm. from the director or an executive producer or a, a main writer yeah. of of what's going to keep the cohesion of the entirety. Exactly. So it's this weird balance of collaboration and yet everyone holding a sing- one person yeah. holding a single vision and everyone supporting. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's exactly. It's, exactly. it's, it's magic, really. I will, you know, I will, you know, especially when our showrunners are there, mm-hmm. when Alan Miles are there, you know, we would definitely just after we have a conversation with you know, director, writer, and then we take everything that we got and we'll go to the showrunner, you know, and say, hey, listen, this is what I'm thinking. It was cleared over here, da-da-da. I like that idea. I mean, there was a point where, you know, after the big battle scene, when we came back, um, you know, I had a scar on my face. So I'm like, I need to finish the season with the the next eight with the scar on my face. It needs to be there. And Miles said, you know what? You're right. You know, after the big, when I got hit with the arrow, Mm -hmm. And in the big battle scene, and when we come back in, yeah, in nine, when we come back in nine, you know, I, I was reading the, everything that was going on, and there was no mention of my arm in a sling mm. because I got shot here. 
Okay, I just want to. I just want for everyone. We're doing a podcast. So you're not seeing this, <laughs> but every time Sherman talked <laughs> about being shot in the arm, he actually takes his right hand and pushes into his left exactly. shoulder. Exactly. It's that real for exactly. him. And even today, in fact, I, if I, I look I was, really closely, yeah. I see like a little welt <laughs> right there where. <laughs> Yeah, I still got the arrow in me <laughs> because it's because it's a part of who but you was, are, it, and so exactly. you, you. So how could you go against it? So Absolutely. my thing was, I went, I went straight. First, I went to costume. Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, look, you guys got to make a sling for me. Seriously, <laughs> because I knew Giovanni was going to make the sling. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be out. You know, you can yeah. buy it at 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 <laughs> at at at, uh, at Neiman Marcus uh, next Tuesday. Oh, that's you know, because oh, Giovanni is just a genius. So I'm with the Giovanni, and I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to, to uh, Miles because he was directing that. No, not Miles wasn't directing that particular episode, but he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne Yip was. And so um, I wanted to make sure Wayne knew and that Miles knew that they were going to make a, uh, mm-hmm. a sling for me. And then those departments did talk to Miles and said, yes, I right. like the idea. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for that episode, my arm was in the sling. It, it wouldn't, how can I miraculously two days not just walk around right, right with – Nothing there. It's got to right. be something there. And that's the collaboration part because, like, exactly. the writer is thinking about the entirety of it yeah. all. You're living your role, and of course, it would come to you because you're an artist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you don't, and you're not like a yes man, so you're going to speak up, right? So it, you actually make the cohesion even stronger. Exactly, it's fantastic. Exactly. So yeah. you know, I, mean, I, I know the character, so yeah. I'm like, you know, I need to, I need to be in a sling. Mm-hmm. You know, my arm needs to be, you know, stabilized and everything because I just can't walk around. I'm not Superman. You know, my character doesn't have the dark chi, so therefore, you know, I have to do something. You know, I'm a human being, mm-hmm. and again, it's just one of those. And it just—that's the reason why I love this show. You know, number one, the diversity. There's you, you hear every language under the sun working on this show, which is so cool. Mm. You know, which we uh, basically don't get enough credit for. You know, when people talk about diversity. I mean, every department has someone from someplace else. I mean, give me, give, give us some examples. Oh, like, um, well, my first day when we uh, season two, episode three, when I walked on that bridge, I heard Italian, I heard Mandarin, mm. I heard Gaelic, you know, I heard German, you know, I heard Swedish, I heard. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. You heard everything, and you know, I was like just geeking out like man this is so cool mm-hmm. everybody's here you know this is this is the united nations right yeah. here pal this is the flavor that they save up here yeah, neighbor yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so <laughs> exactly it was it was so much fun you know and everybody works together just like you said it's a it's a big you know a big family and um our first ad uh mike mikey Ebley on fight unit it's just he's the best in the business and i think tom cruise does not like to work without him unless he's busy so i think he will be doing uh top gun i think mikey is still on uh jack ryan right now wow but you know he's the best in the business he knows his stuff and it makes those days on fight unit even better because they're long days it takes eight to ten days to shoot a fight sequence yeah. You know. Yeah, I wondered about that because you know the creators of Into the Badlands had done a lot of film. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and just watching the show, there's a very sort of cinematic. Yeah, like no shot seems like it wasn't thought very thoroughly through. Yeah, a lot of you, I, I noticed watching so like even a lot of the establishing shots. Yeah, are very carefully staged yeah. and like. Do you guys storyboard or? How? Oh yeah, they storyboard. Uh-huh. They storyboard, mm-hmm. especially the big sequences. They do yeah. those. 
fight sequences. They do those a, a, a lot. And, you know, that's the thing with us, which is so positive because we have a fight unit and a drama unit. So, you know, there's two full crews. So, you know, as an actor, you don't have to worry about this, that, or the other. Only thing you have to help out sometimes with is continuity. Mm-hmm. You know, because we might start something on fight unit and, you know, we have the dialogue sequence in the middle of that fight. And so we'll do that. So, you know, you have to get the continuity squared away. And sometimes, I'll, you know, I'm like, was my hand here? My hand there? You know, mm-hmm. but you have playback to go to and you have pictures. So they do take care of that. But then for me, you know, I want to help out. I want to make sure that I remember exactly where I was standing when I drew the sword and started that dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, where my body position was, you know, so those kind of things. I have a sort of a career self-belief question, and mm-hmm. it's this. Have there been times where you wanted to quit, where you just thought maybe this isn't for me? Hmm. There's been times where I second-guess myself uh, and my choices, but then again, um, you know, it's like taking a test or anything like that. You know, if I blow, even with, you know, sports, you blow an assignment and they score, okay, you know, fine. We lose the game, whatever. There's a lesson to be learned here. And I have never gotten to a point, you know, there's been low points in my career where I'm like thinking, you know, what am I doing? But then again, what uh, overcomes that is the simple fact that if I didn't have these times, then if it was that easy for me, then it's not worth my while. Then I should do something else. How, when you hit those points where you were starting to have those thoughts, mm-hmm. like, wow, this is hard. Yeah. How'd you get through it? Um, sometimes by talking to folks, sometimes by being quiet, sometimes by um, going to get a good workout, sometimes by just taking a walk. Um, what do you mean by being quiet? Just Just being quiet and not, you know, just finding something to take my mind off of it. Right. Go, go take some pictures, go do this, go do that. You know, not let what I see around me, the day or the traffic or people in the streets, just put the blinders on and just stay in the zone and just know that what I'm looking for is coming. Whatever, you know, because whatever you're looking for is looking for you mm. kind of thing. I believe that wholeheartedly. Whatever you're looking for is looking for you. And so that day I can just close that chapter, just write it off and write a new chapter in my life. And, um, you know, there's been plenty of times, you know, those things and those emotional factors come in and you start guessing, second guessing yourself. But, you know, if you didn't have those, then there's nothing to motivate you. There's mm-hmm. nothing to motivate me to think about what project to do or what I should write or what I should pitch to the guy so mm-hmm. we can run with it, you know. So I, I try to tell young actors to enjoy your journey. And it's yeah. kind of like preaching to the choir to myself you know, to enjoy the journey because sometimes I don't enjoy the journey. But then when you turn that corner and you make a breakthrough, you go, it was worth it. It was worth not doing this, that, or the, or, or the other thing. It was really, really worth it. I mean, um, I've had actor friends who've been in low points who went out and did some stupid, stupid stuff, you know, and uh, it's not uh, it's not conducive to, you know, you being a human being. You I take what I do serious, but I don't take it serious. I take the work serious. I take the process serious. But w- once I start letting all these other outside factors, you know, I, he's in that movie. The other night I went to see uh, uh, Mission Impossible, and um, the young lady I was with, they were showing 
uh, trailers. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said a young lady. Young lady. Is yes, that? Yes. Are we, oh, is that code for a date? Sure. I had a date, man. <laughs> I had a date. All right. Oh boy. Is it? Is it hard being like on a TV Lady show? Lady Sharon's <laughs> Twitter handle is at. Uh, yes, I am single. Yes. Yeah, is, so. is, is it hard being on like a major TV, uh, major show on cable, and being as handsome as you are, and being right. where you are, and and like procuring the right kind of date? Because I'm sure you can get lots of dates. Yeah, that's like, that's easy. It's just yeah. you know hanging out with someone or being with someone with some substance. Right. That you really connect. With. Yeah, I tell you, yeah. to mean you're not on Tinder. Yeah. No. Oh man. Oh man. I think was it Amy Schumer who met oh, her husband on Tinder? No. No. There's some. There's some really? celeb who met. Yeah. That's really. Yeah. I actually, it's gonna bother me. I want to find out. I'm gonna look it up. Are, are, oh. So, so no one can swipe left or right with the oh, German. Oh, Is that no, what you're telling no, me? No. 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 Damn. No. I, you know what I love? I, I love how you 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 use code. Like, so I'm at this movie with this you know lady friend. You know this lady. Exactly. And I'm like, wait a minute, man. That's a exactly. Date. Exactly. 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 <laughs> All right. So. What happened? Was it was, it, it, it was a, so twelve or whatever. 55, 55 plus two to carry one divide by eight, um, and so the trailers are running. And so mm-hmm. uh, Robin Hood, the trailer for Robin Hood, and mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is in it. And yeah. so mm-hmm. she just looks at me and goes, "That should be you." Oh, oh. so it's a good day. It's, it was a good. good I'm like, day. oh, you okay? You scored another point. Oh, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So that was that was real interesting. And then you know, there's a petition going around about. Mm-hmm. Um, about Blade. Oh. So, oh, yeah. 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 So I know that they talked to Michael B. Jordan, and then there's Idris Elba, but then there's a petition going around saying no Sherman Augustus. So we'll see. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we'll nice. See. Well, wow. you know. Well, it's just so interesting. People yeah. have more power now. It's, it's we like, you know, that. we're talking about this. It's like social even media. friends of mine yeah, who social are media. Using, yeah. Or Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, I mean, shows that get like canceled are getting picked up because the fans are like going crazy, and right. so they go into Netflix or Hulu or whatever the case may be. Yeah, or they finance them themselves, yeah. and then the networks are in a corner because they raised money in crowdfunding, and they exactly was attached. By the way, as a as a journalist, um, facts are really important to me. Amy Schumer did not meet okay. her husband on Tinder, um, according to uh-huh. the Chicago Tribune. Okay. She met him on a on a different app. Uh, which they believe is Raya, a private social network aimed at creative people. Oh, but they still met. On, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna met. score that they met on a dating oh, app. Oh, wow. So Sherman. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so, so what's that dating app again? Yeah, forward me that dating. Yeah, app. yeah, what's that? What's that? <laughs> we can give a shout out to him. What is it? Raya, R A Y A. That's what they believe. Raya. Dot com. They okay, said Sh- okay. Schumer. Um, in her new book, does not name the app, but they believe it's it's an app called Raya. And that's a reliable oh. source. But like, so. what happens when you like swipe right on like you know Brad Pitt because he's suddenly you're like, oh, this dude's single now. Uh, not for long, girl. <laughs> not for long. If you if you look back in your life right now and you go, oh, that was a very heavy, hard choice, yeah. but I still persevered. What would that be? What moment? Would there that was be? there was a couple there was a couple of moments yeah. where I didn't go to a network read because. You know, and this is what you work up to. You work yeah. up to getting the focus put on you to to get this show and to do that. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, was I going to be happy? I want to be happy going. To, it's a job. I want mm. to be happy going to work. You know. Mm. And then again, I just don't look for me to be on this show or whatever. I'm looking at all the everything, all the components, and we talked about that earlier. Again, from craft services to to. To you know uh, uh, the folks that are on the the janitorial uh, 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 staff, you yeah. know it's got to be perfect. 
And therefore, I know everybody's taking care of their own business in their department, which we're all going to come together and we get to tell our stories and we're going to tell a great story. Mm-hmm. So, and it, and it has to begin with a great script. And it has, and then mm-hmm. after a great mm-hmm. script, I have to know, you know, this this character is well rounded, and this character is going to go someplace mm-hmm. and do certain things. I don't mind about that. Mm-hmm. You know, even when we were when we were breaking for Christmas for Badlands and Paco uh, Cavezzi, uh director producer uh, 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 on the show, uh, and I trust Paco crazily. I, I trust. I mean, it's, it's, it's I trust our directors so much but i remember paco said yeah there's going to be a bloodbath and no actor is safe on the second eight and i was like oh shoot man i just got here wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute man. i just got invited to the party I, I just got, you just you guys asked me to come back to the dining car and cut the stuff i did it perfectly and now y'all want to kill off some folks so a lot of a lot of hmm. the fan favorites aren't going to make it and then there's going to be a lot of um, unlikely alliances that you know fans are going to be happy to see. But at the end of the day, my thing back to Paco was, well, if it's going to drive the narrative, then what else can you do? Yeah. It's going to drive the story. Right. You know, what else can you do? Serve the project. Yeah. Right. Well, right. you know, but I pulled out my matrix and dodged those bullets. So, you know, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask one thing that's really personal. Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind. No, no, no. Go for it. Personal. You've mentioned your photography several times yeah. in your interview. Yeah. I want to hear more about your photography. I want your I want that handle of where people where our listeners can go look oh. at your beautiful photography and what that does for you as a as an artist in terms of your visual and creative development. As as an artist, um, you know, I, I like different angles and I like taking pictures of uh, unique stuff and just catching something in the moment, just like an actor catches, you know, you're in the moment. Uh, as a potential filmmaker, it's important that I know how to frame things up, and what's important in the frame, and what the subject is, and what, and you know, and what I'm doing, and what I'm trying to articulate, you know. So again, it's like if I see it, boom, ah, I got to take it, you know. And then I'll like look at that and go, okay, cool. And then I'll start dissecting it and start working in a different way. Now, for me, Instagram was that platform, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Facebook is okay, you know, for that. But Instagram was that platform for me because I was able to reach out to other photographers, mm-hmm. real cats, you know, DPs of, of major films and television. You know, they do the same thing. And so, you know, now I feel like I'm part of that community. Nice. You know, I'm still yeah. a little kid in it, you know, right, a little right. baby. Right. But I feel like I'm part of that community. And then when you have someone like our set photographer, mm-hmm. Aiden, when, when he likes your pictures, you go, wow, I'm, I'm okay. And you know, anytime a big photographer or a DP, you know, hits you back and go, mm-hmm. hey, that's, that was a cool shot. Da, 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 da. I love the black and right, white. I love right. this. Then you go, okay, cool. Choices. I need to get. I need to get. Yeah, I need to get into this yeah. a little bit more. A little yeah, bit more. You know. So yeah. See that that's the upside of social media, where you well, can I, connect with other people. As, and, as, I'm just saying, Adam. I'm can just I just saying. say something about this? Can I say this is? I feel like Sherman both proved my point right now, which is this. Go first off. I think Instagram as a platform at its best is in the artistic photography community. Mm-hmm. That's what it was originally designed to do. Oh, really? Exactly. Oh. Was to be a scrollable picture. What it became was a platform for celebrities and personal ego for lack of a better word and when you are a photographer by definition you are not you're taking yourself 
to a certain extent out of it and making it about other people, right? Even if your ego enjoys getting your likes or whatever it is. And so when I look at Instagram at its best as someone who shot and, photo- shot and photos a- in college adam adam is a photographer shot, yeah. shot as well. photos for my college newspaper exactly. well, worked in a that. dark room yeah 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 um does great street photo- does great street photography, photography. when i have enjoyed and i enjoyed Flickr before that for that reason because yeah. these were it was about the art yeah. not about yeah. my brand or like yeah. my ego or accumulating followers or business it was really about something beautiful mm-hmm. exactly so, mm-hmm. exactly and so yeah i do think that can work and i think that yeah, I think if you're an actor or writer or anywhere in the business, understanding the basics of lenses and framing and the mechanics exactly. of how that works yeah. and lighting, really, lighting and composition, because yeah. it's all lighting and composition, yeah. particularly now because your iPhone you know, X has got a better chip than a $5,000 Canon exactly. DSLR did 15 exactly. years ago. Everyone has such powerful, it's really not about the technology anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about what story can you tell in this frame and it's, and it's on the go you know yeah. you know what i'm going to do i would love to do i kept telling myself i'm going to do this and i'm going to do it you know with dublin there's so many historical bars yeah, I mean, so yeah. i would go out on my days where i didn't want to do cardio i go to the gym my cardio was walking around the city and just taking pictures of all these really historical bars and i did that also at night so i want to do you know that's going to yeah. be in the book. I'm going to do that. You know, and again, and you're right, I want to reiterate that about um, Instagram. You know, I started placing stuff on there and getting the notice for that. But then when the show started to come out and we're starting to post more stuff about that, then I started getting a different group of people. I started yeah. getting, you know, other things, you know. And, fans, fans. And fans, fans you know, that want attention. This is, this, yeah. is, this is me standing over here with uh, hardly nothing on. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, I can't find and, you on Tinder, yeah. Sherman. Where are you? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, well, uh, I like that, and then I'll give you some lits. You know, oh yeah, oh da 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 da. You know, so in in in, in my feed is you know, it'll be like this beautiful girl, this beautiful girl, this beautiful girl, this beautiful girl, birthday cake, this beautiful. Girl. Oh man, look at that shot. Who took that? You know, it's mm-hmm. that thing. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. So um, give us your handle. Come on, man. Oh, come on, give it up, it's, baby. It's, it's it's just it's Shermgus. It's Shermgus. Spell it. It's S H E R M G U S. So basically, guys, what I did, I merged my first name with my last name. <laughs> that, that, Sherm Gus. Oh and wow! I didn't notice that because I, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't it, notice things. That's that's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, you so, wrote you know, that. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. it's just Sherm Gus. You know, you, and for years in high school, I was Sherm, and then Sherm the Worm, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they they. Yeah, you might want to skip yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Sherm the Worm. Yeah, it was, it's Sherm. Then they started calling me Worm. You know, what's up, Worm? I'm like, ah, okay. Uh, yeah, so okay, nice. yeah, so with social media, I changed everything to Sherm Gus. Sherm yeah. Gus, okay. Sherm Gus said, or, or Sherm the Snake. Sherm the Snake. Yeah, f- yeah forget the gu- worm. Yeah, yeah. Sherm, snake Sherm the Snake. Sherm. <laughs> Sherm yeah. Snakey. Uh, and you have a Twitter handle as well, right? Yeah, the Twitter handle, Twitter handle, Twitter handle is Sherm, Sherman, and then it's A-U-G-U-S-T-U and a, let, I mean, the, the number two. And oh. that's what was, that is what was handed to me because I don't know someone else. And when I tried to look, someone has Sherman Augustus. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've encountered okay. this problem. Yeah. Really? Even working. Yeah, there's some like four year old kid in Georgia who's Adam Lesser <laughs> added on Twitter. And I used to have to He's use Twitter for work. <laughs> yeah, because we had to push out, push out all our articles and content. And right. So, you know, and like the higher ups are like, you got to get on Twitter. And I go on there and I'm like, 
A six-year-old well, beat like, you to it. Hello, a six-year-old in, in Athens, Georgia. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So somebody else has the someone name. Someone else has it. Yeah, someone else has the name. You know, I even funny. tried Sherman Harold Augustus. Someone had that. Yeah. You know, like you know, they're going to take all my pictures and like, yeah. And actually, some folks do that. They will act like they're you. What? And they were they were answering, yeah, oh yeah. It happens to Daniel Wu all the time, and it happened to me twice. You know, where somebody's like pretending they're you. No. Yeah, yeah. And I've like, you know, thank yeah. you very much for following me. And I'm like, oh, dude, you know, oh, yeah, it's happened twice. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it's nice because, you know, someone's working for free for it's, you, exactly. but, but there's no quality control. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We're going to wrap it up, but I always like to ask this final question of guests, which is what's the favorite part of your work as an actor? What do you like the most? Oh, we talked about that. It's the process. Yeah. You know, the finish, the finishing product, when you see yourself, you know, you go, I could have, you know, done this or done that, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes, but uh, for me, it's the process, and then I can let it go. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. And as long as everyone's happy when we finish our day, that's cool. And if I'm there for whenever I'm there for my uh, fellow actors, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm really good with that. That's, that. that's what drives me every day. That's, that gets me up. See, I'm going to say that it sounds like that we have a very similar uh, sensibility in this area mm-hmm. because I would rather I would rather go to rehearsal mm-hmm. than to see a finished mm-hmm. film yeah. or a finished <clears throat> play. Mm-hmm. It's more it's more it's more enlivening for me because mm-hmm. it's like I get to watch the process mm-hmm. and watch making discoveries happen. Yeah. After that, it's repetition, hitting the mark, the technical parts, which are valid for a product, right. but that that juice. Yeah, and, and that's why, you know, whenever I do a play, I don't do the same thing every night. I'm going to do something different in my mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. Something's going to be different in my behavior. As an actor, I'm never going to give you the same, you're not going to get the same take. Never. Right. You're never going to get Because you're not a factory worker. Yeah, I'm not a factory worker. And mm-hmm. I, will, I will pull stuff out. I mean, I, I did it to Orla Brady uh, in, in one scene where she was, uh, we did all of her all of her stuff, and it was like almost lunchtime, and you know I was kind of burning out, you know, and so when they got around to my close up, I just leaned in her ear and said, "Darkness, yeah. I'm doing Sherman," <laughs> and she looked at me like, "Right?" I said, "You won't see Nathaniel Moon. You're gonna see Sherman, right?" Because I had to do my old Macability stuff, you know. I had to come, come you know, because I'm not. I, I don't feel that I'm like, you know, suave or or. You know, uh, a gift of gab. You know, I just mm-hmm. can't roll up. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, that you, you're killing that dress today. You know, I'm not that guy. You know, so uh, <laughs> I I said, and Orla looked at me like, really? What are you gonna do? I said, you'll see, right? And I had to reach into my old bag of tricks, you know, and like, you know, had to get real smooth. I had to get my Billy D on, you know. Yeah. And you know, we we shot that sucker, and she went like, whoa, and everybody on the set just went like. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Yeah. And it, then you know, I felt naked, but I did the work. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's that's what keeps me motivated. That's what keeps me going. That that gives me my drive mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. You know, pleasure, man. Sherman sure, Augustus, thank you so much for being uh-huh. on Notes on Your Notes, uh, Into the Badlands. If you have not seen it and you'd like to get caught up, you can watch the first two seasons right now on Netflix. The third season is out. Yep. 
And just thank you so much. It's been thank a pleasure. You guys. Ple- I appreciate it. Deep, deep pleasure. Deep respect. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Or thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah. I had nothing else to do. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> Adam. Thursday. Yeah, baby. Notes uh, on your uh, note. This has been Notes on Your Notes. Please go to iTunes and rate us. It helps us so much. I feel like we're at a in a, in a, can I just go in a non-judgmental way? We want you to rate us, five but star, in a non-judgmental way. So just go right for the five stars. That way you don't have to like... Don't think about it. Yeah, don't judge. See, you don't want to judge. And I'm going to help you with this because you have no hopes and dreams anymore. Because No, 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 you do. I, I do. I have a hope and a dream that you'll give us five stars. Do that. And then go to the Facebook page and like us where you can get all of Josh's hot updates and his <laughs> posts. That's notes on your notes. Just type it into Facebook. The music on the show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and the sound design is courtesy of me. We'll talk to you next week.